Welcome to the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast, the one and only podcast on the airwaves about your Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League. Um, We are joined today by the one and only, the man himself, the data daddy, Will Spicer. Oh, thank you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I look forward to this. Every time it happens, it's I love it so much. I've been uh, thinking about it all day, like all weekend. Oh, wow. Spice, we're so thankful to have you on the pod. Uh, you will probably know Spice best from his work on the Corporate Global Dynasty Football Podcast. Um, regular listeners will know. Um, but we uh, are just happy to have his wisdom here and his uh, analytical mind to teach us about how we should actually be playing this game. Um, Evan, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing well. I'm, it's good to see Spicer's face. And uh, we're about to Stephen Curtis Chapman this. We're going to dive deep. Oh, I'm, I'm diving deep. in. I'm going deep. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we were going to be speechless. <laughs> oh, that's another good one. Mm. Wow. Um, so how do we want to get this kicked off, Evan? Um, I don't know. I mentioned this earlier. Um, it's been a very long international break. Um, and I'm about, so, uh, I really couldn't care about FPL, um, right now (laughs) in, uh, let me do, let me do a a Lemmy impersonation of him doing an American accent. Okay. This is Lemmy, the Scottish comedian doing an American accent, talking about my disinterest in FPL. I'll be honest, Chuck, I couldn't give two shits about it. (laughs) Wow. There it is. Perfect. I'm glad you set the scene for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I thought it would be funny. Um, hopefully people laugh. Anyway, um, I guess, well, let's start with, do we want to start with the zombie league? Yeah, so, let's start with the zombie league. Um, so let's go through the zombie league. I've got it pulled up here. So um, it's kind of crazy how much things have changed um, in the zombie league. But uh, it, I'm going to start from the bottom. Um, we've got Hug Van, Mom, Dad, Mom Memorial, who's doing so well in the the main, the normal standard league, but at the very bottom uh, with 482 points, tied with Eli, uh, Tongi, and Zombile. Um, so both of them sitting down at the bottom, tied at fifth. Um, and then in fourth, um, we've got, Jerry Groth, no room for resurrected, um, about 80 points above the bottom. So he's doing all right. He's got a little bit of a distance. And then uh, less than 20 points above him in third place is Taylor Hare, Virgil Van Helsing. And then about 30-ish points above him in second is me, Evan Estes, with I Eat Brian's. And in number one is our own Dada Daddy himself, Will Spicer hey. with the Bruce Matthews, uh, a total of 617 points, uh, 10 points ahead of me. So um, he's doing well. That captain Salah has really come through. So Spice, how are you feeling about uh, topping the zombie league this far into the season? Uh, Q, all I do is win. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Thanks, wish we, Alexa. <laughs> I wish we had the rights, but we don't. Uh, 
but yeah, it feels quite good. It is. I, I do feel like it's a. It was a bit of a coin flip this season in terms of how it it went down with captaining Salah or Fernandez, and depending yeah. on which you chose, determined your fate in this game. Yeah, I totally agree, and you seem to have chosen correctly. Yes. Um, Spice, is there a part of you? I, I'm just thinking about like the way that you um, think about this game and your kind of um, proclivities generally. And I, I imagine there's probably part of you that is maybe even more proud of your zombie leagues, your zombie team's performance than your regular team's performance, just because it's like you kind of wind them up and you let them go and you let you let the chips fall. Um, I could see that really playing into like what you like about this game. Yeah, and I was actually going to say it's very interesting because I always think of Huck Van as a manager as a shark, and so he has to keep swimming. And if he's not allowed to keep swimming, it's not as good for him because that's where he he thrives. He's so good at that. And I'm much more in that like turtle it out and like slowly maneuver. So yeah. Um, and I also on this, all I did was I went for like what are the biggest booms. I could hit because that's how you're going to win in this kind of league is like, you have to hit on a player who has a breakout. Yeah. So, so just to kind of go through the team, do you want to walk us through the team that you have um, for the zombie league spice? Yeah. So in back, I have the Martinez steer as the goalie handcuff. thought that was just like, it's whatever value, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, then in the back, I was. I, this is where I think I messed up. I wish I would have changed maybe one of my of the Callum Wilson or Bamford's for another defenseman. The way this year has played out with how goal scoring, or if you catch the teams that have been good defensively, that's really paid off this season. I think. Um, like we've you've sort of talked about it going big in the back already, like going five three one, and that it's like very good and very viable. So, yeah, because um, in because in the in defense you've got Mings and Stones and Keen, right? Yes, yeah, and Mings is an interesting one because he did so he was like a fantasy dream last year, I thought at least because Villa did so well, but it is a little bit unfortunate that he didn't continue that over into this year. Yeah, and. It was tough, too, because I think in that first game, he had like an assist or something, but then he also had a red card. It just seemed like like early on, he he just sort of stuttered this year is what it's felt like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I really, the keen one I feel like is, uh, oh my, what a ride. <laughs> Having keen feels like, huh? Yeah, Evan, how do you feel about that? Oh, uh, don't love the pick. Uh, <laughs> I was afraid he wasn't going to be playing for a while. Like I, I feel yeah. like I heard some rumors that he was just being awful, awful. He's not. He's not. It is not even his season. Um, yeah. I mean, you've lucked out getting Everton clean sheets, but like we've not been very good defensively, which is weird because we have Rafa Benitez. Um, so I de- but I can totally see why you like went with Everton defense in the beginning. Um, so it's like obviously not something you would pick now, but um, I understand what that selection was, but it has definitely not turned into <laughs> something good. 
Well, I mean, I'm looking at his stats over the year. So let me just read you his points. So uh, this is starting with week one. Two, one, six, nine, one, eight, two, two, four, six, six. That's not terrible. It's not bad. Uh, he does have one goal and two assists. Yeah. Also, which his, is his not, influence which is, is number crazy. one. He has the number one influence right now of defenders. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I've never even looked that? at that stat before. Yeah. The, the ICT thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Should I not? Because it, I, it's it. They, I don't know where, like, what does that mean? Where are they getting those numbers? I think they're trying to use like where their position on the field and what that means when they touch the ball and what that means for leading to attempts on goal. Yeah. Like an XG for defense, maybe like that kind of thing. I don't know. But, yeah. But anyway, I'm anyway, like just reading weird keen stats. I'm surprised. I thought it would yes. have been worse than that. Me too. So I think yeah. sneak like sneaky, a decent pick as far yeah. as zombie, as, as far as zombie leagues go. Yeah. Yes. Not bad. Not bad. Um, and then had to pick Zaha for Zahambi League. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, so I knew that going in. Knew Salah was going in and being captain. I was like, this is like the Christian McCaffrey play. I feel like you have to do it otherwise. Because if it goes off, it's you lose. Um, and then in case he got hurt, I, I got lucky that Salah, like, thankfully, you know, no injuries. Everything's been good there. So. But Fernandez has not been great. Ronaldo has not been good for United. Yeah. Yeah. The Fernandez-Ronaldo partnership is just not working out, either for club or country, it no. turns out. Yeah. yeah. And then Gundogan, that was an interesting selection there. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Has it? I feel like when he plays, it's not been bad, but he just hasn't played a ton. Yeah. yeah. I think that he is he's valued at 7.2 now, but I feel like at preseason he was only 6.5. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, does it show? I can't remember. Maybe I have it backwards. Maybe he's more like He would no, I'm pretty sure he was pretty cheap. Okay. So that was more of it. I thought he was a decent value like just maybe on the best. He started he started at 7.5 actually. Yeah. Okay. So he's and I mean, coming. based on his form last year, it's like a totally logical pick, right? Because he was so good at the end of last year. Yeah. For Man City, and it's just like the changes, the formation changes, picking up Jack Grealish at Man City have kind of made his spot a little bit less necessary. It seems to me, and like KDB being back from injury, all of these things have kind of meant that he's gotten squeezed out a little bit, which is a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, and I think that he would have been nice for when City needs to score, but like I, I just don't think they've. They're often really desperate for goals, so yeah. and he's the guy who's there for that. I think more. That's a good point. That is a really good point. Because Pep te- Pep's teams don't tend to score that many more goals than they don't like score gratuitous goals. It doesn't seem to me, at least. Yeah, everything's has to be. It's surgical, and then. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, they don't run up scores on teams all that often. No. Um, yeah, and then you got kind of unlucky with the Bamford 
the Bamford pick yeah. up top. Uh, it's just sad. I just loved Leeds just aren't the same without him. He provides what they need. Yeah, Leeds have just been a little bit frustrating to watch overall this year. And without just, Bamford, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope they just I just hope just hope they stay up. That's where I am. But I think Rafinha is still playing well. I hope that they can keep him around and be like, please wait until Bamford gets back, please. I don't know yeah. what, how the contracts work, but I feel like he would be a player who would be frustrated with his situation. Rafinha, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I what kind of team could you see Rafinha going to? I've never really put any thought into this, but it's there kind of an links. interesting question. There were links of him to Liverpool. Really? That does not make that much sense to me. Well, if they sold Mane, it would. I don't think he's as good as Mane. Um I don't know. What I do you think? Oh, I have not. I have not watched enough to make a claim on this season. When I watch Rafinha, I think he is quite good. Like uh, he feels very Zaha-like. Um, I don't know what else to say outside of that. Like he, he, he just seems like he can do stuff. He, he's like a. When you need something to happen, he can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Guy. I I totally agree. Um I th- yeah. So I don't really know if cuz Mane seems like he could be that for them and it's just a different style of that. But I don't I haven't watched watched enough to know. Yeah. I almost when I watch Rafinha it's like watching like a mini version of Kylian Mbappe a little bit. Mm. He's just like so fast and yeah. so much of his production is based on pace that it's hard to see how that fits in with like the kind of really technical stuff that Liverpool tends to do up top, Mm. but maybe it would work, right? Like they've also been trying to get Mbappe. And so they clearly have like ideas for how to fit in that kind of a player. Yeah. That Um, speed. Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. I always, I also have, well, we should move on. We should get, move on with the uh, with the the leads talk for now. I'll, um, but Callum Wilson being also injured again after starting off so hot, another one that was been a bummer. But um, you know he came back and has been doing all right. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of what you're what you that's the uh, what you're what you're buying when you buy Callum Wilson. I guess is like half. Half of the time he's going to be injured, unfortunately. Yeah. But now he's reunited with his old pal, Eddie Howe. So. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. There's him, Ryan Fraser. And. I think there's actually one more. Another ex-Bournemouth player. I think. I know it's those two. Yeah, that sounds right to me. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Newcastle does. I think it's kind of what I've been reading recently is everyone's, even though they are playing badly, everyone's kind of holding off judgment to see what they do in the January transfer window. If they like buy a couple of really good players and are able to stay up. Um, And I can't really ever remember that happening since I've been watching Premier League soccer of, 
Yeah. You know, everyone's just like, this team is bad, but we expect them to be good because they are going to spend money at this transfer window because they have these new owners. Uh, like that's kind of a very strange situation. It should be pretty dramatic, I think. That's what people are expecting. I'm curious to know if that's actually going to be the case or not. Yeah. yeah, that would be so exciting, though, to just all of a sudden be like, "All right, here we are." At the end. like, what's going to happen? What a what a hopeful time <laughs> for like Newcastle fans. But I don't know if I don't know if they're like, "Oh gosh," and if this doesn't work out, this is the end. <laughs> like, this is it. This is the final hurrah. Yeah, but, if you can't can't do it with Saudi money, you can't do it at all. That's oh gosh. Saying. Yeah. Um, that's what I always say. <laughs> um, but with Callum Wilson, I did decide because I thought of the injury thing to pair him with Mankio. Yeah. Um, so that's worked out pretty well. He's had some nice fill in games. I think Mankio is a sneaky, decent, um, fantasy pick as a defender. I, I honestly think, cause he's four, I think like 4.0 cost yeah. and he's, and he plays yeah. pretty regularly. Um, yeah. So I think he's played most of the game. So for four, he's like not bad, honestly. So I think that he's been really uh, helping me stay afloat during the Callum Wilson entry. And it's it's interesting to see Mason Mount once again being out, this time for a dental problem. Oh, no. (laughs) Dental problem? That's what it says. They decided for yellow on that one. I was curious <laughs> if they do a different color, but they decided to go with yellow, which I believe is just the percentage chance of playing. Yeah, color indicator. Yeah. I think I think he'll probably play. That's my that's my thinking. Yeah, yeah. Did he have some aura, teeth put some aura gel on it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could make it through. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying, Spice? Oh, I was just asking if maybe he had his wisdom teeth removed. And oh, missed the timing or something weird. It's too loopy. Surely not. Surely they have better like scheduling than that. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would hope so at least. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping Mason Mount is back. There's a lot of talk of Robinu Lukaku being back for this weekend's game. Ooh, so I might be trying to bring him in this week, which will be very interesting. Ooh, wow. Sneaky. You know, you know, I love Lukaku. God, I know. I know. I'm gonna be wanting him back more than almost anything. All right. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about your your zombie league team, uh, Spice? I think you're you're in a good position, and I'm interested to see if you can maintain that number one spot. Yeah, we'll see. You know, uh, it's a long season. We have so much. <laughs> I was thinking we're like not even yeah. halfway there. We're not even playing for like that game week cup thing i was looking at i was like oh my goodness we still have five weeks until that starts yeah we're We're not not even a a third of the way done yeah Yeah. that's exactly what i was gonna say there's so much left yeah which is funny because i was even just i was thinking about like nfl stuff and nfl is half halfway through or more than halfway through the season and they started after the premier league started yeah yeah kind of wild yeah, and just on an NFL crossover, uh, the Titans are about to potentially cross like the the most number of players to ever be on a roster in NFL history. Like, like because what? of just injuries and people being out and stuff. Like, wow, 
And they're still they're, the number one team in the NFL. That's amazing. There's not, and there's not a cat. No, there well, is, but they're just like bringing people on to replace other people. Yeah, the, from the practice squad. It's like it's like they're a machine, oh. and like the like the parts are just replaced, and it, it works all the same. Wow, it's amazing. It's, honestly, it's pretty odd. Um, so yeah. Um, cool. Do you want to talk about their regular league and your your regular team? Um, yes. Should we do the rundown again? Or no, it hasn't even changed because we haven't. We didn't. We've had the bye week. Yeah, exactly. With the bye week, we have no need for a rundown. Fortunately, bye bye week, bye bye week. Uh, but I think you're currently sitting in eighth place. Is that correct? Yes. And let me tell you, that's a pissed <laughs> off eighth place. That I'm, in. I'm extremely mad. All right, right let's br- let's bring Talk it, bring it. Come on, we need to lift this one up. Okay. So, oh my gosh. Okay. So number one, I went back through all the game weeks, and I think that my by my count, there were two weeks that I was below average. Okay. And one week where I was right at the average and then all the other weeks above average and including at least two weeks where I was like 13 points or more above average. And in that time, I've gone from like fifth to eighth. And I've just been like, what? Remember, I guess I kind of wanted to be like, yeah, our our league is pretty good. Um, it's so, above average. Yeah. Yeah. Like wow. it's very good. Um, but then also I've been sort of in everything I try just seems to turn against me. Like when I bring in Bruno Fernandez, he, mm. that's the game that he misses the penalty. Like I was counting, oh. I was like, Oh, Bruno's going to get it back. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So then I, like I wild card him out to bring in Lukaku because I was like, Oh, he, they play Liverpool but then they're on a nice Norwich like run. And then he gets hurt after that Liverpool match. And then oh I was like, gosh. okay, okay. And so then I bring in Obama Yang, who misses the penalty this week again. Oh, my. So it's Spicer, this- we are going to talk about your Obama Yang pick. <laughs> Don't <Okay>. you worry. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, no, that Lukaku injury was terrible because yeah. I think everyone and their mother was like, okay, Chelsea has, like, these five games that are against like the five worst teams or whatever. And then he immediately gets injured in like the international break before those games started. It was unreal. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that, that messed me up pretty good. Um, been rough. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like spice, I can run down your team in the regular league. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, cool. So in the back, we've got, uh, Emmy Martinez, and we've got the steer handcuffs on this team as well. Um, I noticed, Spice, that you have moved away from your uh, keeper rotation model that you set out for us uh, last year um, and chosen to stick with Emmy Martinez, which I think is probably doing you a solid, honestly. Yeah, the, the goalie situation this season has been kind of shaky. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been much different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been no dominant defense nor offense to the point where it's like, I feel like the matchups it, are working like they did last season. Yeah, I totally, especially with the keeper thing. Like, I feel like even when big teams, like, I don't know, I feel like there are fewer clean sheets to go around. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but it feels like there are fewer clean sheets and that the keepers that everyone has 
just like doing fine. Like the Sanchez's, the Martinez's, the Fosters, like these kinds of Ramsdale, the Ramsdale's. Although I think I want to hop on the Ramsdale train soon. I think if I can come on, he's, Uh, he's hitting stride, man. Just in real life too. I think. Yeah, totally. Playing for England now. Yep. He knocked Pickford. Pickford's going to be pissed. He's going to be Jordan (laughs) Pissedford. I think you probably want that, right? Don't you want to? Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) This is the best. This is the best thing that could happen to Jordan Pickford. Yeah. 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 Or for Everton, I guess not for him for Everton. But Evan, I think you're going to play out of his mind. Your initial Arsenal predictions, I think are coming to fruition at the moment. Like I don't think they've lost in nine games. Like uh, they haven't won all those games, but they have tied some of them. And um, it feels like they're pulling some things together, which is really cool to see. Yes. Uh, My, my puppet strings are are dancing around your direct line to Mikel Arteta. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's my little puppet. I honestly, I don't think I've watched a full Arsenal game this year. Uh, I don't know that I have either. Do you want to finish running through? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I could talk about Arsenal for a long time because I'm. Just I know. Uh, speaking of Arsenal, you have uh, Ben White in the back. Good on you for keep sticking with him because I yes. bailed on him after a while. Me too. Um, and I think you're probably much better for having him, especially at that cheap price point that he was earlier. Um, you've got Duffy and then Jao Cancelo. And then in the middle, you've got Salah, um, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Rafinha, and Norgard, interestingly, um, from Brentford. And then up top, you've got Tony, uh, Obama Young, as we said, and Ronaldo. And then on the bench, you've got Connor Cody, Sean Longstaff, and Marcel, um, who is a Wolves defender, I believe, um, who is currently uh, has a calf injury. Um, what? Lots of money up top. Yeah. How, how are you money. feeling about that? How are you feeling about that right now? Are you looking to go elsewhere or are you going to stick with that? No, I'm looking to go elsewhere. So, okay. So I was going to say you, I think it was maybe two episodes ago. You were talking about what do you, when do you take the minus? Yeah. Right. Mm. And oh yeah. what I decided after, cause I was like, yeah, when do you, cause it, there's, there's gotta be a reason, right? Like it's allowed. Yeah. And what I decided was that it was that I was going to try to use it as a way to when I knew I wanted to buy up, I would take a minus to take the transfer and I would do it to trade down into a bad team playing another bad team. So that's mm. why I'm in Norgard right now. And I'm okay. planning to to upgrade now. I have enough money to upgrade a doy to Son. Oh, nice. Okay. So, that's a so, great upgrade. So that's going to be like, that's sort of this like big long-term play that's going to happen, but I'm trying to get back to my transfers. So yeah. I think I can, I need to tell you what my actual like current team is. Oh, cause you've made transfers since the last game week. Oh, right. you've yeah, already made them. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us with the transfers. Yeah, what did you end up doing? So I'm going to be. Oh no! So I I traded Norgard into Sun, and I'm taking another minus to take Pookie into against Southampton. Oh, interesting. On like a one week buy-in, and then 
I am going to probably buy back into Ronaldo over the Christmas break. Interesting. Because they have a bunch of like, if he's going to get rolling, it's going to be during that, that the holidays games coming up. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think you're doing, you're doing something very different than the rest of, or at least many of the teams in the league, which I think is very interesting, which is you're kind of, you have one really high value defender, but then two very solid kind of middle value defenders. Um, and you're placing so much of your wealth kind of up top and in parts of the midfield with Salah and Son, but with Ronaldo and with um, Obama Yang. I think that's very interesting. And I think that could pay real dividends for you if those mid-level defenders, if the, the Ben Whites and the Shane Duffies can come through for you every once in a while, like yeah. that could be huge for you just because everyone else is skimping at these other positions that you're investing money in. At least I am like, I'm skimping at the forward and most of my midfield positions in order to put money in my defense. Um, and so if you can get some production out of your defense anyway, that would be amazing. Yeah. If I can, like, I can kind of piggyback the whole, the good defense off of like the middle tier parts that I happen to buy. It's like yeah. I'm kind of riding the coattails of some of that. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting strategy. I think it, as I mentioned, I think it could really pay off. What do you think about that, Evan? Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting point, especially if you want to climb the ladder of the league table you do have to have you know, a little bit of a difference you know than what than the people above you or you'll never catch up so the fact that you've got a different you've spread your money out differently is um yeah i i think it could pay dividends unfortunately there's also risk there so yeah um yeah, I don't know. But with, with you having Captain Salah and with you having Cancelo and Ben White, like I feel like those are three like good solid picks that have done well recently and will probably continue to do well. Um, and it gives you the freedom to play around up top, like moving in and out of Ronaldo and all of that um, and taking a, a, a punt on a bomby yank, that kind of stuff. So. Um, and, and Rafinha has been very good too, sneakily. Um, even though leads have been yeah. bad, he's been putting in, he's been putting in work for fantasy. So like you have enough there that is like your like, uh, staples, I guess. And then everything else can be moved around. So no, it's, uh, I, it's very interesting. I'm excited to see if you, uh, if you move up, I think, cause it only takes a little bit. Cause it's only going to take one Ronaldo game or um, one sun game. And then all of a sudden you've that along with everything else you've got going, you could really, you could rise the ranks, especially with it being so congested in the middle there. Yeah. yeah. Spicer, talk me through this. So I'm looking at your transfer history uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm looking at your striker situation. Yeah. I'm, and what I'm, what I'm seeing is Lukaku to Vardy game week nine. Uh-huh. And then Vardy to Obama Yang game week 10. Yeah. Talk me through that. Oh, this was, uh, so Lukaku beca- was injured. Right. That week. So I was, Rob was over at my house. We were watching the game. He was like, he captained Vardy and he was like, Spicer, he's going to score. He just always scores. And we watched the Leicester game at my house. And I was just like, 
yeah, Rob's right. He always scores. So I brought him in, and then he had just like the most mediocre game. I think he had a yellow card because of hothead. And I was just like, yeah, I forgot about this part of it. I'm out. And so I tried to hop on the Obama Yank train early. Good on you for getting rid of Vardy, though, because I I picked him up, and he hasn't done anything since I got him for weeks. Weeks. It's been very frustrating. And it's and it was actually Rob that was like, oh, yeah, Vardy, he's Mr. Consistency right when I picked him up. Yeah, consistently getting me two points. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> yeah, this is a big Rob call out. He got his points. He probably dipped out. He probably he probably bought the bought the spike or whatever it's called. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Bought you know the what I'm yeah, I, I don't gonna, know. I don't know. The, I don't know the terms. <laughs> he shorted he the Vardy. One. He shorted the Vardy. He shorted the Vardy. Yeah, he shorted the Vardy stunt. Yeah, he rode that one to the moon. He does. I will say he does still have Vardy on his team. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's good. But that's that's one of the reasons why I'm even like I'm even tempted to do the Lukaku move this week, even yeah. if like he may not get in exactly this week because I'm just like desperate to get Vardy off of my oh, team. Too. I hear you. Yeah. Which is a shame because I love like Vardy is such a fun player to watch and like obviously everything about him is are things that I like about watching soccer and the way like competitive like yeah. attitudes happen on the field. But it's just like he- fantasy wise, it's just not been there recently. No, yeah, and I think that strikers, I'm more and more just like yeah, it's not the game has the game has changed. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, so I think the Obama Yang pick is interesting. Like, obviously, it, it was like a little bit too early. But with Arsenal's form, you have to think that at some point in the season, there okay. will be an Obama Yang renaissance. Yes. And trying to predict when that's going to happen is very risky. But I can see the logic of trying to do it, you know? Yeah. And this sounds strange because essentially with this week i really wanted to bring in song because i think the manager change is going to have like that patrick ewing effect and song's going to have a great game they're going to be amazing this feels like a thing that tottenham does so i really wanted to bring him in this game week and so it's sort of like do i dump Yang or ronaldo to get the the trade up and Yang plays liverpool and for some reason i was like if he's gonna do it it's gonna be like on a bigger stage and so I was like, I'm going to roll with it. So we'll see how that that pays off. Yeah, Liverpool have not been as uh, stout defensively this year either. Yeah, they just it must be said all the time. Yeah, that's true. They so, do have the ball all the time, but they also let them in, let the goals in. Yeah, so we'll so. see. But I'm sort of banking on on him showing up for that game. After the missed penalty, big bounce back. Yeah. Do you have... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Evan. Spicer, I was going to talk to you about... uh, You said that when you're, uh, you know, as far as your information sources go, it's um, watching a handful of games, it's listening to our podcast, and it's also stats, reading stats. Um, could you talk us through like maybe some of the important stats? Like some people may not be into stats. I don't have time to really look at stats. Um, 
but if there are people that are like, oh yeah, I'm interested in like reading up on stats, like which ones do you use? Like, what do you look at numbers wise when you're trying to pick a player or assess a team or whatever? Yeah. So I, so I need, I need to, to go back and say another new source I have is uh, talking with wide and read playing rocket league. We talk about like premier league and it's mostly me asking them questions about what they think. So I'm kind of in the loop about a lot of parts of the league that way too. Nice. Yeah. Um, and with stats, it's much more experiential. Like I'm soccer. I was actually thinking about this. It's a little bit more like trying to play jazz than like fantasy football is mm. like fantasy, like uh, you have to kind of ride waves to really win and you have to pick the right people and you just kind of there's a lot more gut but from but a lot of me looking at like matchups and trying to use my gut to pick based on matchups i feel like that matters more um and then there are other things like the uh the fact that Leeds and tottenham are playing against each other like i think that could be a track meet so like there are some things like that where I kind of know enough to be like, oh, this team is more like that. Where a Chelsea match might be more like, or a City, a little bit more gridlocky and boring. So, yeah, it's much more in that experiential, looking at those colors and going like three to five weeks out. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like fantasy football, where you're you're not able to like sub people in and out like game week to game week right it's right, like, like you've made your choices and you're just trying to use what little blocks you have after but uh, the the season's so much shorter like if you could imagine the fantasy football being as long as this it would feel more like that yeah but i'm sort of having to be like yeah you have to kind of ride the waves a little bit yeah can I ask you a question about this is something I was thinking about with because um, I was listening to the corporate global dynasty podcast, which is something I purely do just to hear you're in hunters <laughs> voices. I don't care about NFL at all, really. Um, but uh, I, I noticed that it seemed like from the way you're talking about it, that each week you can each team has the opportunity to win two points. Yes. And that's like in a head to head matchup. And then you can kind of beat the median from the league. Is that right? Correct. Yes. And also, so you could get two points in a, in a week. Is there, do you think there's a viable way for, cause I'd never heard of that idea of getting a point from beating the median basically. Uh-huh. Um, do you think there's a viable way to incorporate that into fantasy premier league? Mm, like, so-, so, so for instance, you were talking about how well your team has done against the median in certain weeks. Um, and maybe not being rewarded for that necessarily. And, and do you think there's a way of incorporating that? Mm. So this one, this is interesting because I don't know if it if it matters as much in fantasy Premier League because people can have the same players. It's right. much more about managing your money. And but it, I have thought a lot about that question of like, what do you do with those great midfielders who do so much for the team? And my easiest solution is to start giving a secondary assist like they do in hockey. Um, oh. Where, so in hockey, you get an assist as the first or second pass. So they give you 
build up assists for just one extra pass. And I think that if soccer incorporate, like if they incorporate that just into fantasy, even at just one point, it would make those midfielders that much more like potentially viable as like nice median plays. Right. But they might Hmm. be too good. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I'd never thought of anything like that. No, me neither. I think, yeah, because uh, an assist is currently valued at three points. Is that right? I, th- I think. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 Valuing a secondary assist at like one or two points would be interesting. It would be interesting to know whether those secondary assists currently come primarily from those kinds of like. Yeah. De- Declan Rice, Jordan Henderson, Ka- uh, Calvin Phillips, like type engine players, or if that would just like even further overpower like the most allies of the world, yeah. you know, whether yeah, they're yeah. the people who are yeah. actually also getting the secondary <laughs> assists in addition to these other stats. Ooh, yeah. That would be interesting. I wonder, but uh, I, I wonder if we could even find that. I wonder if that's tracked anywhere. I'm, I'm sure, sure, I'm sure somewhere. Yeah. yeah. The, the, On, uh, the soccer analytics. F- FB ref or um, I can't remember what the other one is. Stats bomb. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Those are like um, the go-to stats places there. Yeah. A couple of them. Speaking of, this is like a total, totally different thing, but it, it, this kind of blew my mind. Um, did you read about Evan, the fact that Tom Warville from the athletic started working for RB Leipzig? Huh. So he, he went, he, he went from, he went from being a journalist at the athletic doing like data analytics to being the data analyst at RB Leipzig. Isn't that so cool? Isn't that wild? That is amazing. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. That just kind of blew my mind that that was like a trajectory someone could have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You want to hear a funny thing is I, it wasn't like an interview, but I talked with someone on the phone who worked at the athletic because I was thinking about applying for, it was a data analytics job in for their gambling articles. Oh, interesting. And it's like, yeah, like putting together stuff about sports betting. Hmm. So they're very, like, it doesn't surprise me that someone would move out from there to a sports team because it seems like they are really, really good and like pretty ahead of the curve. Yeah. And they're all looking at the same kinds of information. It seems like it's, yeah, it's not like a totally different realm. It's just you're doing it for a specific team and trying to track players. Yeah, and if they find something that they're like, oh, this is good, they they can just go to a team and be like, here's what I... They can literally show them and be like, I'll, you can buy it, me and it from me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah it's a wild. Um, so, Spice, going back to your team, are there any players that you kind of have your eye on that you're hoping to, other than Sun, we you mentioned that um, the Sun move is probably in your near future. Um, and or did you had you already done that one? Is that one of the ones you'd already made? No, that's the one that's coming up. Okay. Other, so, so other than Sun, who else is on your on your watch list? Um. So, I think that Smith Rowe is on my watch list. Me too. Because yep. I'm just like, my goodness, he he's just he's just finding it. He's he's found the back of the net. He's in. You got to ride the wave, right? Yes. Um, also, 
this player, talk about riding the wave. Ben Rama has been, depending on what time you hit or drop Ben Rama. Yeah. He could really do some damage, which unfortunately I dropped him like two weeks too early after holding him after week one. Yeah. He was also one of those for me where I got rid of him at the wrong time, I think. Yeah. And then uh, the forever, forever on the watch list, Zaha, always there. Oh, <laughs> the most yeah. dangerous player in fantasy Premier League, in my opinion. Because he makes you want to buy him all the time. Yeah. And if you have him, he seems to never <laughs> do anything. Like every time you're just like, man, he's scoring 13 points for this other person. If I bring him in, score two or he'll have one he'll yeah be the game he gets subbed or something gosh i'm i'm so with you on that it's a constant battle zaha is the thorn in my side as paul would say yeah that's why it's nice to have him in your zombie league and that way you don't have to worry about it you just get all of the points that he collects over the course of the season Yeah. yeah truly that is truly the way to do it yeah because he's too much to handle you can't run yeah he's yeah, he's too much. Um, and then I, so I really liked having Kovacic mm. when he, before okay. his injury. So that's why Hudson Odoi came in. Okay. Because I was like, oh, he'll replace that spot. But I think Hudson Odoi from, this is where it's like talking with Reed and Wyatt helped. He seems to be not filling in as that role. He seems a little more defensive. Yeah. Like e- even though he's been playing well. And so that's part of the reason why I moved off of him. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, yeah, the Kovacic thing has been kind of interesting this season because he has been playing in a more kind of creative attacking role this season than even he was last season, I would say, um, when he's been playing. Um, And I think maybe the Kovacic, yeah, I'm interested to see if his, playing time goes down as some of these injured players for Chelsea start to come back into the lineup. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think that those Chelsea midfielders are just sort of like that. Yeah. Right. I think, I think Mason Mount is the only one that I trust to have in my team. Yeah. Except maybe Kai Havertz um, who has Evan. Do you still have Kai Havertz or did you get rid of him? I do still have him. Yeah. He's playing well for Germany right now. So yeah. that should give you hope. That does give me hope. Because I have no idea what I'm gonna do. I might not do anything. I might not I might not do anything this this coming game week. I might just hold my transfer. What uh what Evan, if I can ask you, what art moves are you thinking about? Uh yeah, I'm not. I'm thinking about not doing anything. But I mean like <laughs> I've not thought but- about anything. I was going to say, but like not doing anything and saving up two, is that with the intention of oh. doing something bigger? Well, now that you mentioned Lukaku's coming back, that's on my mind. Mm. Um, yeah. So that, and then also I'm going to keep gauging. Um, I'm going to keep watching as Piliqueta. Um, I might have to get rid of him if he's not going to play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I could get rid of him. That's uh, a lot of value to have on your bench. 5.9. Well, he's not on my bench. He's just not playing. He, hey, I'm starting him. He's just. Oh, he's just getting subbed out every week. <laughs> I love the idea of you just like, oh, he'll start this week. Put him back in. Gets immediately subbed right back out. <laughs> Puts him back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
So those are the two places I'm looking at uh, fixing, I guess you would call it. Um, but I don't really know where I would go. Um, yeah, I've just been so out of the loop that I've not really been paying attention. Do you have any, do you have anyone in particular that you're, um, keeping an eye on Taylor? Um, anyone in particular? I mean, the Lukaku one, obviously Yeah. Smith Rowe, I really want, um, I don't know how exactly I will make that happen. Yeah. Um, I might need to do something with. I mean, I'm tempted to move away from Antonio or not Antonio. I'm sorry. Uh, Tony. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to move to a two in the front is basically what I'm trying to get to is I'm going to downgrade Tony to some other very cheap forward. Yeah. And then just have Antonio and Lukaku up top and then probably reinvest the Tony money in Sun or someone else in the midfield is Tony money. (laughs) Tony got banned. Tony got banned. (laughs) Tony Tony got banned. And uh, I'm going to take bands out of Tony and put them into someone else. Is basically Okay. Cause I have Ivan Tony. So I want to get my pitch for why you need to keep Tony. Yeah. Give me your pitch. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's your, that's your pitch. Okay. That's not Um, a convincing pitch. No, my, my pitch is that uh, they play Newcastle, Everton, Tottenham, Leeds and Watford in these yeah. few games. So if pretty good, run. if he doesn't do that anything is. against Newcastle, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him go. But I'm gonna give him one more week because I, like I think if if he can get right this game, it could be a big nice stretch for him. Yeah, I think that's actually really good advice. I I think I will probably do that too. Give him the Newcastle game. Maybe he'll get an assist at least. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Um, Spicer, are you? We briefly mentioned your uh, goalie transfer strategy last season. Um, do you have anything, uh, any trickery up your sleeve, or any wild strategies that you're trying to implement, or are you keeping it pretty chill? Like, do you are you like you're going to play your chips like in a specific way? I don't know. Just any uh, any big brain moves that you've got um, in the works? No. So. Well, I was a week one bench booster, so okay. So you did okay. That is that is already a a pretty good one. Yeah, Yeah. I'm more and more convinced that that is a certainly not a bad move. Yeah, to do bench boost Um, is is a very funny chip. Yeah, and I've that's what I think too. And the best I can think to do it is if you catch yourself on a week where you like your team and have two transfers, just bring in the cheapest people to your bench who are playing the worst team and then mm. you use like, use it as a matchup booster. That's interesting. Um, nice. and, but the other one, I was going to use triple captain on Lukaku in that Norwich game. Cause I was like, Oh, this is perfect. Normally they wouldn't play a stud in a game like this, but he hasn't been doing well. So they're going to get him going. But then when he got hurt, that blew that whole plan apart. Oof. So yeah, that was sort of like my, Oh, strategy. so you, you triple captain Lukaku on that game. No, thankfully I, did, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't play it before I knew that he was hurt. So, I see. Um, but that sort of, but that was sort of my strategy. Was like I was like, this is it. That's um, that's. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Target the uh, the get target right the worst team. Yeah, yeah. Target the worst team in the league. Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough because you can't 
directly do that because sometimes they'll just be subbed out. They won't play them. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's like you want to find a player who's been going through a rough patch catching it, I think. Um, at least for me, because I'm trying to get for like a big boom on it. And then I already wild carded. Okay. Um, but the only other strategy is the, the taking the minuses by like in order to trade yeah. up. If you if you know what you're gonna do in like a couple of weeks, it might be it's like like I did it the first time and what it was was a zero, but I got money in the bank. So I was like, it was a wash. Yeah. And I got to get my money. So that's sort of what I'm thinking of it as. It's like a risky way to try to make a positional change. So that would be like my prevailing strategy. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different way to look at it. Because I typically think of it as um, rather than I'm looking at, I'm using the 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 negative points. I'm using the points hit for this week. You're kind of looking at it as I'm getting money and I'm using it for next week. So it's like you don't really see if it pays off until the following week, right? Right. Yeah. So, whereas most people, when, or at least when I do it, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm already starting at a negative. I want to see this, like uh, this better work this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's important to remember that, you know, you know, those things last. So like the actual, you're trying to make it wash out over the course of several weeks rather than just that one week um, because you're probably going to hold on to that player that you bring in for several weeks. It's not just always a one week type of thing. So, right. Um, but it could also work the opposite way where like, Oh yeah, I brought in someone on a negative four and then they ended up like getting hurt and not playing. And like, so it's like yeah. for several weeks that, makes it even worse it compounds the other way yeah yeah so. yeah it's kind of using leverage i mean that's what it is yeah 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 i think the other thing that i'm trying to do is i would really like to bring in and you were talking about this earlier spicer i would really like to bring in a crystal palace player yeah gallagher yeah either gallagher or zaha i don't know which one it's going yeah. to be and how i'm going to do it but They've just been so much fun, and I want to have a Crystal Palace player because I love watching Crystal Palace and always have, even when they've been pretty turgid. Um, I always that like level of team I really vibe with, just kind of, you know, kind of in the Newcastle register a little bit, where they're probably not going to go down, but they're also not really going to be in the top half. I kind of I like that space a lot, and so I'd really like to own one of their players. So I'm I'm trying to work that out. Mm. Nice. Yeah, they look good this season. Yeah, are is y'all are pretty heavy in the back though. Y'all have already kind of started moving that direction a little bit, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're both we both fully bought into the defense as. As as the uh, the bank sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Although I might I might be looking to get out of it a little bit though. I think I I think I'm a little too hamstrung at this point. Which which team do you get out of first? Do you give out of, do you get out of Man City? Get, or do you get out? Of I Chelsea? get out of Chelsea as Poliquetta's gone. <laughs> well, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. 
It's not necessarily the team, it's the player. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the one scoring no points. Because you, yeah. you can probably, <laughs> at this point, you could probably just straight up trans, transfer Asbel Quetta for Reese James with no loss, I think, probably. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or I could downgrade him and upgrade Vardy to Lukaku. Yeah. Which seems way more fun. It definitely <laughs> seems way more fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, so I might, I might actually, I might actually um, see how they, see how they do. Cause, um, cause Chelsea and Lester play each other next. So I kind of want to see if one Lukaku comes in, if two Aspilicueta plays, and then maybe next week I'll have my two free transfers and do the double. Um, and hopefully that will work. Um, because I think my team's fine for now. Yeah. I'm hoping we know by Friday whether Lukaku will actually be available for, for the game or not. Yeah. I know he's yeah, back He's back in training, which is usually a good sign. Um, yeah. So. And there's no, yeah, there's no Friday or no Monday game. So it's like a straight Saturday, Sunday. I love it. Yeah, me too. I love it. I love it so much. Well, Maybe uh, I was going to say, maybe I'll get to watch an Arsenal game. I'll probably try to watch Arsenal Liverpool Arsenal, if I can Liverpool. manage. Yeah. 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 Wait, what? What? T- I, I have to say, I missed this. So I, I don't really check because I've become so like ritualistic about checking Premier League that I was so sad when I woke up this weekend and was like, yeah. oh, no, there are no games on. Yeah, I felt the same way. This is really sad. I love drinking coffee and like having it on. Yeah. After, and then watching Great British Baking Show after. Wow. <laughs> what, a, what a gamut. What a mood. Yeah, it's great. Um, which, y'all, that show. Whew. Don't tell me what's happening. I've, I've only like, I think I'm like three or four episodes behind on the new season. Okay. Oh, it's a good one. It's, it's It goes I- in the record books for me. All I know is that Freya is still um, in, and I long may that continue because I love that contestant so much. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I won't. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. No. No comments. Please don't. Okay. And I've not watched it. So. <laughs> Evan, what were you going to say before we started talking about the Great Bridge Baking Show? Uh, is there anything that you're excited about as far as the storylines go for the Premier League this season that you've enjoyed um, and that you're like? really into any teams any managers specifically any type of drama that you're paying attention to you're asking me is it yeah i'm asking I you thought, i thought you said taylor oh um, no 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 he knows where i stand on most pieces yeah. of i drama. don't give two shits about what <laughs> taylor thinks um i think that for me <laughs> that's the not narrative- true taylor I, I love all of your opinions thank you <laughs> Um, for me, the narrative that I'm most interested in is Ronaldo going to Manchester United and like what that means. So I'm really interested in watching United play. That's probably the team I've watched the most, hmm. mostly out of like a, a curiosity of just yeah, what's happening here. Yeah. And it is strange. It's just like it's like Ronaldo plays the game at a different pace that everyone else does, not in a bad way, but in a way where you're just like, doesn't work. doesn't work. He's on a different beat. Yeah. I totally agree with you. It's still to me when I watch them feels weird 
it feels like I'm watching something that just shouldn't be happening. It's like, I'm the, my like watching Juventus and like watching like Premier League are just like combining in this weird way that still doesn't totally compute for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's alternate universe, man. Yeah. It was ever, ever since the Cubs won the world series, dude. <laughs> I'm that telling was- you, they, that it, something happened and we got, Strung into the wrong timeline, and it started with that. Yeah, yeah, that was the first thing. That, then Brexit, then Trump, then then everything uh, else, and then uh, Leicester City winning the Premier League. Ooh, oh yeah, was that before? That was sixteen, seventeen. I thought it was like no, that was when it was when we were in college. Uh, when I was in, no, 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 that's not true. No, because I was working at. Hattie. It was. I think it was fourteen, fifteen, or fifteen, sixteen. I'm gonna right? look it up right now. Just a second. Uh, I'm like pretty sure it was like fourteen, fifteen. Um, going to their Wikipedia page. Fact check. Fact check. Oh wait, you might be right. Fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> You're right. 15, 16. Okay. I thought for sure it was 16, 17. Anyway, that maybe fits into that theory somewhere. It probably does. Yeah. Yeah. Someone should write a book about it. I'm sure they have. Call it like quantum leap theory or something. (laughs) Evan, you should write a, you should write a conspiracy theory book about alternate timelines and the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> make a, yeah. Make a fast buck. The, base, the baseball team that ruined the world. Here's the evidence. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> and Manchester United. <laughs> uh, oh god. Uh, did you want to talk about the US match real quick? Uh me? Or spice? spice? I, well, spice well, I, I wanted to get caught up. So I they they won in CONCACAF, is that right? Which means they qualified for the World Cup against Mexico? Yeah, so it was a World Cup qualifying match happened on Friday between the U.S. and Mexico. Um, and what was pretty exciting for me was it was pretty much a full-strength Mexico and like a mostly full-strength U.S., except for Giorena. Um, like Christian Pulisic, came back and he i think got subbed in at like the 70th minute or something like that okay and immediately almost immediately scored so the u.s the u.s won two nothing um and i don't know it's like in all of my years of watching the u.s play it's like the most nervous i ever am watching sports because they're so bad and Anytime even they're winning, they're just like really hanging on by the skin of their teeth and they're getting pummeled and they're just kind of hanging on. And this game was like totally different from that. We had the majority of possession. We controlled the midfield. We didn't make any stupid mistakes at the back. Uh, We missed a couple of good chances um, that could have seen us like uh, score even more. And yeah, it was just really weird to watch the U.S. like very competently beat Mexico. Um, and it was very encouraging because a lot of like younger players played really well. Um, there is uh, Aronson. I think he plays for Salzburg, maybe. 
Um, I can't remember what his first name is, but he's really, really good. Weston McKinney played pretty well. Um, and he's been playing better for Juventus recently. Um, the Anthony Robertson from who plays for Fulham, I believe played really well. Boy. Yeah. The, yeah, it was, it was just a really fun game to watch. And I was watching it with a friend who's a big Mexico fan. So that was also really enjoyable too. Um, oh, but, always so fun. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, well, I'm glad to hear Pulisic scored. Yes. Um, is uh, also, it's interesting because like, one of the things you're saying is I'm glad I didn't watch it because I would have been so nervous because this also would have been nervous for me where it's it's like if you just get to the world cup to me you've done like enough yeah so it's like this was like that moment almost now it's like everything like whatever happens now is just amazing yeah basically I think that was like the number one thing and I don't think we've like I don't think mathematically we've made it to the world cup, but like all, but we've all but made it to the world cup. This was like the big, the big hurdle. Okay. Um, we, maybe we have mathematically, I'm not totally sure, but um, uh, it was definitely like the big thing we needed to get through and we're number one in CONCACAF right now. And so, um, yeah, it was just a very surreal experience to watch the U S do that. And it, it had all of like the things that, are kind of like weird about watching the U S like the kind of like cringy, like, you know, commentary and fans oh. and like the way people talk about soccer in the U S is always very cringy to me a little bit, oh, but, so but it's, it was still really fun to watch. I thought. Yeah. Um, wow. Evan, did you watch or no? No, I did not watch. Okay. I've not really watched much of this group to be honest. Okay. So I'm excited to actually like, have a reason to watch. Uh, there's reasons to watch them. I just have not caught a game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to to watch them in in a tournament, um, and really and really develop my fandom for them. Yeah, yeah, Get it'll be picking some players. Yeah, yeah. man, Gio Reyna is so good. He might come. T- I could see him coming to the Premier League pretty soon. Um, I'm not exactly sure who that would, what kind of team he would fit into. He plays for Dortmund. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like the kind of like good cop to Erling Holland's bad cop kind of. Um, and it's like a really cool kind of one, two punch that they have going on between them. Although he's injured right now, so he's not playing much, but, um, yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to see him, see him come into the premier league. Do you think he'd play for a, a big team? Oh yeah, definitely. He's like, he's not, he's not as, as like um, sought after as like a Jude Bellingham, for instance, but um, he would definitely be in like a coming to like a top, a top six team. Oh, um, so not Everton. Okay. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I maybe i mean maybe maybe i'm misvaluing him it's possible no, but I, I don't see that happening we just need some we just i would could love i would love a u.s men's national team player on on everton we need that yeah but they all they kind of tend to do badly <laughs> yeah. it's uh, like Tim i Howard. can't i can't think of the last u.s men's national team player who really like exceeded expectations yeah christian pulisic hasn't landon donovan didn't tim howard yeah. Tim Howard, I guess, kind of, maybe. He was probably the best one. Um, 
uh, Clint Dempsey didn't. Like, these are the kind of... Oh, yeah, on Tottenham. Michael Bradley didn't. He played for... Like, didn't he play for, like, Fulham for a while or something? Yeah. He was better at Roma. Yeah. But, yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, I've yet to to see a U.S. men's national team player overperform in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. The game one day it'll happen. One day, yeah. man, man, will that person cash in? Oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, like literally, <laughs> for in the case of Christian Pulisic, you don't even have to play, and you're just like, you're a superstar. It's like unreal how low the expectations are for <laughs> for uh, like U.S. soccer fans to just absolutely love you. Yeah. Yep. And obviously, he was great at Dortmund, but at Chelsea, he's just hasn't really done anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? Anything else we want to point out? Uh, Spice? Anything? Nothing except Wyatt is doing so well in all the fantasy sports. Is he winning, <laughs> is he winning your football league too? Far and away. He's only oh. lost one week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, He's it's he's very good, and not only that, but he's been unlucky. He's had a lot of points scored against him. He's just dominant. Wow! Um, so we got to take him down. Yeah, we need to. We need group to group up. We need to unionize <laughs> the rest of us. How do we do this? Yeah. Can we pull our, our money together? Can we? Yeah, we should focus all on one team, and it should be my team, and we should pull <laughs> all of the transfers together and make my team really good. <laughs> yeah, all that. Uh yeah, I love that idea, Evan. That's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Spice, it was so good to have you on today. Um, we always enjoy having you on the podcast, and it's great to hear about both your zombie league team and your regular team. Yeah, thanks. Always for good. Me. Always good to go deep into the mind of Spice. Oh, it's scary. Um, it's it's it, there's some wild wild connections that happen in there <laughs> that's, that's what we love that's, yeah that's why we like doing that's it that spicer connection that we love we crave it um <laughs> someday we'll find it that spicer connection <laughs> the lovers the dreamers and me <laughs> oh, that would be, oh my god I, that'd be a great 80s like uh like tv game show called the spicer connection and i would oh walk yeah out in bell bottoms you have to you have to you're you're given <laughs> and long long red hair you're given you're given to like unre- completely unrelated concepts and you have to like make an argument about how they are connected and in fact there's a causal relationship between the two yes but actually it's a husband wife game and so what happens is your spouse or like just a partner's game and so the the one partner will say like this is how i make the connection and then the other one has to guess wow wow i love that that's intense i love that okay we can make this happen if you're listening abc um we'll shoot a pilot and you pick it up yeah All right. Well, I think that's going to be it from us today. Um, Thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back at you at some point in the near future, possibly next week, possibly not, um, with some more Premier League talk. Um, Otherwise, it's bye from me. It's bye from me. All right. See y'all later. (laughs) See y'all.